so much for watching uh, in, the, in the middle of the day. I'm Brad Huddleston, and this is our podcast coming to you from the studios of Brad Huddleston Ministries. What is it like for pastors to have to pastor during a pandemic? I would not want to be a pastor during a pandemic. I mean, people have been fighting over the masks. Uh, they've had to cancel, shut down churches and go uh, on live stream. And the challenges have just been enormous. My special guest today is Pastor Josh Wheeler from Cornerstone Church of Augusta. We're going to talk to him about all of that. I don't know. I have no clue what's been happening at Cornerstone. And I know this guy. I know he's been navigating this probably successfully. Uh, I probably wouldn't have handled it too well. But Josh, it is so good to see you, buddy. Thank you for uh, taking time to join us today. Absolutely. Glad to be here. Josh, uh, how long have you been at Cornerstone Church of Augusta? So I have been uh, the senior pastor at uh, CCA now for a little over a uh, year. It's it was a um, I took over October one of twenty nineteen. So I would I would just go ahead and estimate about a, about eighteen months. Josh, um, you have two kids. You're married to to Beth Ann, and tell us a little bit more about yourself. Well, I, first I'll say I'm blessed to have a wife like Beth Ann. She's she is my biggest fan, um, especially through all of this going on with the pandemic and pastoring through this. She has been uh, my number one supporter, um, especially my girls, even though they don't really know the extent of it. Um, they're they're always there for for their daddy, so it's a blessing. But um, you know, I've like I said, I've been the pastor there now for uh, about eighteen months, and um, I'm currently. Uh, enrolled into Regent University. I'm pursuing my PhD in ministry. Um, so I've been um, attending Regent University now for for about a year, actually. I think it's almost a year to the month. So, um, you know, just trying to tackle that on top of everything else. And um, life's good. Life is also busy. You know, you are biting off a lot, but congratulations. That's, that's a pretty big thing you're tackling. I can't wait to see what God does with that, Josh. Josh, you are, have graciously invited me to, to, to preach. I have preached at your church a number of times, but uh, the pastor was, of course, Greg Mayo during that time. And Greg and I go way back, and I, I love that guy a lot. So uh, thank you very much. We're going to put some details up on the on the screen there. I'm going to be with you, God willing, this coming Sunday. They are calling for massive snowstorms, so we might have to negotiate that and talk about uh, yeah. what we're going to do. But Officially, uh, this weekend, I'm going to be at Cornerstone Church of Augusta, and thank you again to Pastor Josh for inviting me. It starts at 10 a.m., and the address is there on the screen, and of course, the uh, web address down there if you need uh, you know, more information, you can go to the website. So, Josh, let's dive in. We'll talk more about that in just a few minutes, but uh, I want to know, and I'm sure that a lot of pastors would love to know how you've been negotiating this. I know everybody that where I've been anyway, kind of scratching their head thinking, you know, how am I going to do this? What are we going to do? People feel this way. People feel that way. So what's been going on at Cornerstone during the pandemic? How have you been handling it? You know, Brad, it's been, um, it has been a challenge. Um, when, when, when COVID first hit here in America, um, you, we, I, I hate saying that we shut down the church because even though the church doors are shut, the, the church is still active. And, um, you know, but we had to, you know, close the church down, the building itself. And we moved to online services and then we moved to the drive-in services where people come and just sit in their car and listen. And 
um, God really guided us through this season. Um, you know, he, he gave us the resources that we didn't have in order to uh, serve the people in a way that we never expected we would have to serve them in. Um, but, you know, things going right now at Cornerstone, things are going well. Um, you know, we're, we're continuing to move forward. Uh, the, the word that I have for our church this year that I felt like the Lord spoke specifically for CCA is advanced. Um, and too many churches are staying uh, stationary. Um, and I, I tell the people all the time that the church was never meant to be stationary. The church was, was built to be mobilized into the world. And so, you know, here at Cornerstone, we, we want to get out into the community. Uh, we want to get out into our state. We want to get out into the nation and we want to do what God has called us to do. Um, and that is to make disciples. And so, you know, the atmosphere at CCA, it's good. Um, you know, we, we have tackled a lot. Um, but overall at CCA, uh, all of our ministries are up and going. And so, uh, God has definitely blessed us in that way. So when the pandemic first hit and they had mandatory lockdowns, I guess you guys, like everybody else, you went online, didn't you? Yeah, we did. So what was the reaction of your congregation when, you know, when that happened, did you have good participation? I've heard, you know, I've heard all kinds of stories, success and failures and somewhere in between. What was it like at, at CCA? So, uh, thankfully the Lord blessed us and we had great support, um, not only from people at our congregation, but people from the community. Um, you know, some churches didn't have the technology to, uh, provide online services. So, um, there were some, uh, people from the community that were, you know, watching our services until either their church was able to get the technology up and going. Um, but you know, the church was understanding because at the beginning of the pandemic, I think everyone almost kind of went into a panic because we didn't really know what was going on. Um, we didn't really know the extent of it. We All we knew is that this virus hit America. Um, a lot of people are dying. A lot of people are getting sick. Um, and so, you know, we were, we were hesitant on what to do. You know, should we continue on having in-person services or should we not? Um, and then so obviously we, we, uh, we went to online services. But as time went on, uh, the the viewings went down and went down and went down and went down. So I would say the first couple months, it was, you know, um, a few thousand people uh, would be watching our services, not all at once, but throughout the week um, and people sharing it throughout the week. We would get pretty good views. But, you know, as time went on, uh, you know, trying to focus on a on a, a church service on a TV screen with your kids and animals or something like that running around the house, it, it can be very distracting. Um, but people knew at that time that was the only way that they were able to really stay connected on a Sunday morning was through the technology. Um, but overall, things were things were really well. Josh, I I remember when it first hit. Uh, after about I don't know a month of of watching it online, I I just mm-hmm. really felt God's heart. Um, that koinonia, that word fellowship in the Greek. It's really meant to be face to face. I mean, sitting down, right. you know, and, and I really look forward, you know, when I can get together with other guys, including yourself. And, and uh, mm-hmm. when I when I bump in, bump into the coffee shop, there's just there's something even from a brain perspective. We know that social media does not do the same thing when you're talking on social media as it does when you're face to face. The endorphins don't get released the same mm-hmm. way. But I remember I was in Florida speaking at, at a men's conference. And it was, you know, for after months of being on lockdown, I flew to Florida and I don't know if this is good or bad, but nobody wore a mask. 
Very few. They mm-hmm. were supposed to social distance, and for the most part, they did. But the hunger, this is what I'm getting at. Nobody was being rebellious. They weren't. Mm-hmm. What was happening was that hunger to be with other people just sort of overshadowed everything. And out of a sincere desire to have fellowship and be face to face and just hug somebody, it just, it was awesome. Um, mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? Did the same thing happen at CCA? Did you, your people just desperate to get back together? Yeah, I mean, so many people were were asking, when are we going to open up the building? When are we going to be able to have in-person services? And, and of course, they did it respectfully. They understood the situation, but they were constantly asking because, you know, Brad, you're right. God built us for uh, for fellowship, uh, for community. Um, he did not build us to be alone. I mean, you know, when you think back in Genesis, when he created Adam, he said, you know, he doesn't need to be alone. So he created Eve. Um, and you know, so he could have a partner. And so, you know, we were never created to be, um, alone. Um, and so that face to face community, um, that you have, even with your church members, your church family members, it's, it's important, um, because they're not just uh, a once a week, uh, member. These are, these are people that pray for you throughout the week. They walk life, uh, with you throughout the week. And so it, it's a massive shift. I mean, at, like every church in America, um, you know, CCA, we were running about a thousand miles a second. And then all of a sudden we, you know, we slammed into a brick wall um, going that fast because, you know, we had to stop everything. We had to stop youth. We had to stop our children's ministry. You know, we had to stop our life groups. Um, we had to stop our in-person services on Sunday. And so, so many people, I think at the beginning were more in shock than anything else because we never thought that we were going to have to experience anything that we are currently experiencing. Um, but I would say, you know, at CCA, we have life groups. And so, you know, thankfully through this, um, people were still able to meet. Now for a season, of course, we did life groups uh, through Zoom, but then shortly after, if if the life group leader felt comfortable with having, you know, people in their house, then they were able to start meeting again face-to-face. Um, so that right there is a massive lifesaver for us at Cornerstone because we truly believe in community. We truly believe in fellowship. And you need to have community and fellowship outside of a Sunday morning. Um, and if this were, were to ever happen again to where we would have to, um, you know, you know, close church again for a short season, and I'm praying that will never happen, um, and we would try to push through that without having to do that again. Um, but if it came down to that, um, that's why we stress so um, so much at CCA, at Cornerstone, the importance of a life group. Um, because if something would happen to the building, if something would happen to services on Sunday, you need to be in connection and fellowship with your fellow church members. And so life group um, has really helped us kind of jump that hurdle. Let's uh, talk in a few minutes about the election and how, how you know. I mean, look, poor pastors. Josh, you got hit with a pandemic and then the most controversial election ever in our yeah. lifetime anyway, and yeah, lifetime of absolutely. our our family. Let's talk about this yeah. Sunday. Should someone want to visit? Um, I'm very honored, seriously, that you would ask me what prompted you. I was just curious. You called me one day or you messaged me on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I forget which, but yeah. what prompted you to ask me back? Well, um, Pastor Seth, who is our youth pastor and our young adult pastor at Cornerstone Church, uh, I actually sat down with him in his office and we started watching The Social Dilemma um, on, I believe that was on YouTube. Um, and I know, you know, Brad, that's right up your alley. You know, you, you've you written the book, uh, Digital Cocaine, and I've been in a lot of your seminars and a lot of your teachings. And I will just say that it's, it's ministered to my heart tremendously, not only as a, as a, as a man, but also as a pastor, 
um, also as a father and a husband as well. Um, but as we were watching that, you immediately came to my mind and I'm like, you know, I would love to have Brad back. Um, and even though this will be the first time you speaking at Cornerstone since I've been the pastor, um, I know how effective you are in the kingdom with the, with the knowledge, um, not just about the, the, the technology and the digital cocaine, but also, I mean, with everything, with, um, with just things that are going on in this nation. Um, and so I just felt the Lord was prompting my spirit to reach out to you um, and to get you to share whatever it is that the Lord laid on your heart. Um, and, and I know that we will be tremendously blessed. Josh, thank you. That's extremely encouraging uh, mm -hmm. as a pastor and a, more, more importantly, as a friend to me. So thank you for that, yeah. Josh. Let's put the details back up on the screen in case anyone would like to visit this Sunday at Cornerstone. If your church is not having service and you really want to have some good fellowship with some great people, uh, the address is there on the screen. Starts at 10 o'clock in the morning. If you know where Fishersville is, where the Sheets and then Dominion Outdoors, it's just right up the road from there and, and the cornerstone augusta.org you can get a lot of information there so we're going to kick off at 10 o'clock have worship and then i'm going to be ministering the word of god and mm -hmm. talking some about technology so all the information is there if you need to get in touch with me we'll, we'll put my address web address and josh's up in just a few minutes to remind you, you hit the contact button up at the top josh you got hit with a pandemic as a pastor and then the election rolls around uh tell me what <laughs> What, uh, look, we come from a little small place here where we live. We're very fortunate right. to live deep in the red, as it were. So I think pretty yeah. much the churches here are in agreement. But what, what are your thoughts about this crazy election that we just came through? It's, it's definitely nothing that I've seen before. And, of course, you know, I'm, I'm 30. So, I mean, I, I don't have a lot of history, you know, with really understanding elections as far as when I was younger. But obviously, as I got older, I uh, started understanding the importance of politics and the importance of the election and, and the importance of of putting the right person in office that God wants. Um, you know, but I will say this election has shown the true colors of this nation. Um, you know, I'm a former Marine and the, the nation that I see right now is not the nation that I fought for. Um, you know, there is an attack against our freedom of speech. There is an attack against our freedom to bear arms. There's an attack um, on the churches. And that's not the the this is not the nation that I fought for, that I risked my life for, that, you know, I lost friends um, overseas in Afghanistan for this nation. And it seems like the things that are going on, um, their their deaths and their sacrifices were, were done in vain, um, because I feel like this nation is trampling over the sacrifices um, of our um, of our past uh, military, um, but you know this this election um, it it's 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 been devastating for a lot of people. Um, you know we we have to understand that God has a plan. That no matter who is in the White House, God's always on the throne, and no one can no one can move him from that. Um, you know it 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 didn't go the way that I was praying that it would go. Um, you know, I, I made it abundantly clear um, that, you know, at, at CCA uh, that we speak truth, that we speak what the gospel is. We don't water it down. Um, and I've said, you know, if, if you think you're going to come in here and get a watered down gospel, then this is not the church for you. Um, and, you know, me personally, um, this has nothing to do with me being a pastor. This has my own personal convictions. You know, 
Um, when I go into the voting booth, I go into the voting booth and I try my best to vote for the agenda that will please the heart of the Lord. Um, it has nothing to do with Democrat. It has nothing to do with Republican. It is, okay, which agenda lines up with the word of God? Which agenda lines up um, that will that will cause the heart of, of God to rejoice? Um, I don't want to vote for a specific individual. Um, because like I said, it's not about a specific party. It's not the left versus the right. It's, in my opinion, it's agenda versus agenda. Um, and I don't want to vote for an agenda that I feel contradicts the word of God. Um, and I feel like the left, um, you know, with Joe Biden and Harris, their their agenda completely contradicts what the word of God says. Um, I have uh, dissected that agenda multiple, multiple, multiple times, and I cannot find one thing in their agenda um, that's, that is backed up by scripture. Um, you know, abortion, that, that, that's very important to me. Um, life, you know, God is life, you know, um, you know, before we were in our mother's womb, he knew us. Um, and so that right there tells us that life is important. Even when, even before the baby is conceived, life itself is important in the eyes of God. Um, and, you know, when when Mary found out the news about about, you know, Jesus and she ran to Elizabeth and, you know, she she told her what happened when the angel uh, appeared to her and Elizabeth, the, the first person to rejoice um, uh, for for the for the savior of the world was the baby in the womb. Um, and that goes to show the importance of life that our God is a God of life. Um, God tells us Amen. in his word that he does not like the shedding of innocent blood. And when we are trying to take the life of a beautiful child um, and we are and we are voting for a party uh, or voting for a agenda, um, because I'm just going to be honest. Some people have agreed with me when I made this statement and some have not. Um, but like I said, in my opinion, it's not about Republican or Democrat. Um, it's not between left or right. Um, this election, to be honest, and, and the one back in 2016, it really wasn't between Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. It was the it was the agendas that lined up with the word of God. And if, if Trump had an agenda back in 2016 that completely contradicted the word of God and, you know, he was not standing up for truth, he was not standing up for what the word of God tells us as Christians we must do. Um, he, do he doesn't suggest it. Um, it's an order. It's a command from God. Um, then I would have not voted for Donald Trump because as a pastor, I will stand before God um, for every single action in my life. Um, and, and I believe including voting for specific uh, for a specific agenda, um, because I have to make sure when I stand before God that my heart is pure and I can stand before him without conviction that I did everything that I could here in this life to please him. And so, you know, this this election has has been very heavy for so many people. Um, you know, I, I believe in, in the freedom to bear arms. You know, I fought for that. Um, and that's something that I truly believe. Um, I love our law enforcement. I support our law enforcement. Um, I was a uh, officer at the Wayne or Waynesboro uh, City Police uh, Department several years ago. And so I, I back our men and women in blue. Um, and, you know, so this this election has um, has really shown the true colors of this nation. The hatred um, goes so much deeper than politics. Um, what we have, the pandemic that I see us facing the most, it's not the pandemic of COVID, it's not the pandemic of 
of politics. What it is, we are living in a in a nation, and the biggest pandemic is sin. Um, if you would get rid of sin in this nation, everything else would go away. The hatred, the 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 racism, you know, everything else that is going on in this in this nation. If you would get, if we could get rid of sin, then everything else would go uh, the way God wanted it to and intended it to be. Um, and so, you know, sin is has taken over this nation um, in the hearts of many people, and um, it's 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 devastating um, that we can see so much evil, um, in one specific nation. And, you know, my heart breaks, my heart breaks for that. Josh, uh, if, if anything comes out of this podcast to me, the most important is not to advertise that I'm coming to be with you Sundays is important that, as that is to me to be right. with you. I hope that pastors were listening to you just now. One of mm-hmm. the biggest things that has disturbed me for the last number of years since the seeker-friendly or the seeker-sensitive movement came uh, yeah. into the church in America, and I've watched it spread around the world as I have traveled from nation to nation to nation. Uh, so right. many countries look up to us, and it has it has mm-hmm. gone, that watering down of things. And we've seen during the pandemic, I was up in the uh, uh, New Jersey, New York, and Pennsylvania district speaking at the Iron Sharpens Iron National Men's Equipping Conference, and the number of churches that have shut down never to reopen, it shows you how strong they actually were or how weak they were. And Cornerstone has been around for many years. I have preached at your church long ago, and because of your stand, I submit to pastors. What you just said, it's, it's, it's it's a, the problem is, we're not deal. It, it, you're exactly right, Josh. It's not about left or right. It's about agenda, which unfortunately will boil down to a candidate who's on the left or the right. Absolutely. But it's about a yeah. biblical worldview. And pastors right. just in many places, some have, have been speaking out, but certainly not very many. And you've done that eloquently. You've done it in love. And I hope pastors will really take a lesson on how you just handled yourself because your church is alive I know a lot of people in your church and have for many years, and no one's put off by you being bold. In fact, I I would say to pastors, they want a shepherd who is bold and who is a man and who will stand in the gap as a man, not as an effeminate whatever, you know, trying to please everyone. Uh, And you and I have a mutual friend, Kevin Harris, and I'll just conclude Mm -hmm. my thoughts on that election by saying this. What's come out of all of that is a season of preparation, most importantly, Preparing for revival, because uh, our second president, John Adams, commenting on the preamble of the declarations, you know, where it talks about God has endowed us, our creator has endowed us with inalienable rights. John Adams commenting on that said that this constitution ultimately that we have um, will not work unless we have a moral people. And the Constitution is based out of Scripture, and so it takes an honest moral people to uphold that and to live by it. Even though it is the law of the land etched in stone as of now, it's not going to work unless people have a passion for it and yield and submit to any law, really. So revival is going to be the key, and revival is is viewed as a quick fix. And sometimes it is, but it also breeds a lot of problems because not everybody likes revival. But Kevin and I are laying a groundwork in our area by just getting together with people like you and other pastors mm-hmm. who are 
you know, really wanting to see God return to our county first, our state next, and then, you know, yeah. uh, Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, then our country. So we're going to have Amen. a constitution class over at Common Ground. There's going to be a number of things, but the bottom line is is really just seeking the Lord for revival. So uh, the last thing that I have for you, uh, question-wise, Josh, what is God? You mentioned briefly earlier some of the things that God's been putting on your heart, but I, I really want you to let us know. I, I believe you to be a pastor who hears from the Lord, not only just for your church, but you're burdened in general for the body of Christ. What has God been saying to you? Uh, Brad, I would say um, the Lord has been speaking to me, not like you just said, not about our church specifically, but um, because the kingdom of God is so much bigger than Cornerstone. Um, and if I only hear what God wants for our church and not wants for our community, then I would be failing um, as a pastor in general. Um, and I believe that the Lord is telling us as a church to rise up. Um, so many churches we have failed this nation as a church um, because churches no longer want to work together. Uh, churches are in constant competition with one another. Who can fill the most seats? Who can do the best event? Who can who who has the best worship team? Who who preaches the best sermons? And that's not what the kingdom of God is about. And I think some of this, some of the issues in this nation. Uh, the church can be, we should probably, or we, um, I think we are carrying the weight of that because we have failed um, as a church. We have failed people. Um, the church has not risen up um, for, for the gospel, even though, yes, God does not need us to defend him. He's God. Um, but God is looking for those that are willing to stand for truth. Um, and, you know, it is... I have seen so many Christians on Facebook that are bickering, that are fighting, that are um, they are not acting like believers. And my question to those people is where uh, how are people seeing Christ in us? Um, you know, they Scripture says they know that we are Christians by the way we love each other. Mm-hmm. And we're not showing that. We're, we're, we're constantly at each other's throats. And, and, and I have a hard time understanding how can the church grow? How can the church be effective when we are blending in with the world that God has called us to not be a part of? Um, you know, and, and it's, it's, it's devastating. And so I believe that the Lord is calling uh, the Lord has been speaking to me. This is this really has nothing to do with Cornerstone. This has everything to do with the body of Christ and the kingdom of God is that God is calling his church to rise up from the ashes. He is calling us to wake up. You know, the most dangerous thing that we can ever think um, we have in this life is time. We do not have much time before we see something happen. I believe that we are living in the last days. Everything that has happened up to this very moment, uh, that we are on this on this podcast, I believe that it is fulfillment of Scripture, um, of the return of Christ. Now, of course, no one knows the time, but I do believe we are living in the last days, and so we cannot think that we have plenty of time. We, as a church, we need to start acting and we need to start doing things with a sense of urgency, um, because there are people in our community, there are people 
in our state, in our nation that are desperate for truth and they don't know what truth is. And we have the cure. We know what the truth is. You know, I made a statement to my church several months ago and I said, if I had the, the, well, I asked them if, how many of you know someone that has cancer? Almost everyone, you know, raised their hand. How many of you uh, have know someone that has passed away from cancer? Um, you know, maybe 85, 90% of the hands went up. Um, then I said, what would you guys do if I had the cure to cancer to where every single person that is battling cancer right now uh, would be healed and cancer would no longer be a threat in the future from this moment forward? I said, what would happen if I kept that cure to myself? Um, and I asked a specific lady in our congregation, she said, I would think you'd be extremely uh, selfish. And it's the same thing with the gospel. You know, Brad, we have the cure to someone who is sick mm. in spirit. And we are not we are not being the witnesses and the ambassadors that Christ has given us the authority to be because we are too busy focused on ourself. Um, and, and we are never supposed to be like that. Um, we are always supposed to keep our eyes on the kingdom. Um, and the church is not taking the gospel out. The church is not being mobile. Um, it's, it's not mobilizing itself the way God and the way Jesus told us. I mean, the, the great commandment was go out, not just stay within the four walls of a building. Um, and, you know, Brad, I would just say, you know, to, to end what I have to say is that as pastors, start standing up for truth. If you are a leader, start standing up for truth. We have turned the gospel of Jesus Christ into the gospel of accommodations. Mm -hmm. um, and yep. we need to start fighting for truth. We need to start standing up for the word of God. It doesn't matter if people leave your church. That's not what it's about. The kingdom of God is much bigger than the amount of people that is in your, your, your church building on a Sunday morning. We need to keep the kingdom of God, um, you know, in, in our views. And I think that we have lost sight of that. Mm. You know, Josh, I would really want to encourage folks that if they uh, are are not in church right now, if they're genuinely shopping for a church, to come and check out CCA, not just because I'm preaching on Sunday. but mm -hmm. And look, I would not—I'm really careful about this, Josh, recommending that yeah. people do that because I wouldn't want to take people out of your church because I'm preaching mm -hmm. somewhere nearby. That is a total lack of integrity. So I really mean it when I say, if you're in a church, go to your church. And I really mean that. Mm -hmm. If you are yeah. out of church, your church has stopped having services, come and visit Cornerstone. You can come this Sunday. Uh, we might have a snowstorm. We might have to reschedule. But but come and visit with Josh if you are looking for truth. Because you can tell this man's heart. He's a man of God. You can hear that. And uh, I have a long relationship with this church. Doctrinally, it's always been solid. And I know Josh is going to carry that on. Josh, um, let us close in prayer. What I'd like for you to do, brother, I want you to lead us and pray. You know, uh, let the Spirit lead you because there are a lot of people watching this. They will watch this afterwards. And and I'm just going to trust God to give you words of knowledge and words of wisdom as you pray to mm -hmm. really see God's people touch through this podcast. So would you lead us, please? Yes, absolutely. Let's pray together. God, we... Lord, we first thank you for this time uh, together, God, um, not just with, with me and Brad, God, but for everyone that's watching right now, God, and everyone that's going to watch this later on in the day or the week. 
God, I pray right now, God, that you would send revival, that you would breathe fire back into the church of Jesus Christ here in America. God, we know that you are not done with this nation. God, we are standing upon the promises that you are going to breathe your spirit upon the church in this nation once again. God, and we are standing upon that promises, God. But Lord, I pray that you would convict every single church, God, that has not stood up for truth. God, I pray that you would convict our hearts, God, for failing this nation, for blending in with the world, for not for not being um, for for not being a good example for the people. God, even God, even for, convict convict my heart, God, if I have done anything that has caused someone to stumble, Lord. And God, this is a time where the church needs to be humble. God, we need to be humble, and we need to be seeking the face of God. And Lord, yes. I pray that you would just send a fire of revival. God, to this nation. God, we as a nation and even as a church, God, we are in a spiritual famine. God, people are asking, what is going on? Is there even a plan? What what good can come out of this? But as believers, we have a promise that what the enemy means for evil, God will always turn it around for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And God, we believe that today. And we stand upon that, Lord. So again, I just pray that every single church, every single pastor, every single leader, every single church member, um, not just of CCA, but of, of the kingdom of God, Lord, I pray that they will be refreshed. God, by a, 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 a refreshing God that can only come from you. And Lord, we are believing that, God. Lord, we, we love you and we're so thankful for what you're doing. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Josh, I'm really looking forward to Sunday. Tell us, um, yeah. Yeah, Children's Church, will that be running still and, and all the normal yes. things you say? Yes. Okay. Yeah, and then KFC you have youth group. Yep. Go ahead. Yeah. Tell us about it. Yeah. So our KFC ministries, when we say KFC, people will math, you know, they think of the restaurant, but um, it's our kids for Christ um, children's ministry. Uh, so that will be up and going. Um, and that's from toddlers all the way up to uh, fourth grade. Um, so that will be operating Sunday. Um, our high school youth, they meet uh, Sunday afternoon, Sunday evenings. Um, and so our middle school youth, we have what's called crew. Um and so we have crew every other week. And uh, what that is, it's our fifth grade through our eighth grade. Um, and like I said, that's every other Sunday. And I apologize, but I was not at service this past Sunday because I'm currently um, in quarantine right now due to an exposure to COVID. Um, so I apologize, but I, I don't remember what week we're on. I don't know if, if crew was last week or if crew will be this week. But regardless, um, you know, it, it's going to be a great service. Um, and we're we're looking forward to it. And we'll we'll post that in the description here. Um, you just get that information to me. We'll we'll add anything that we need to. So I'm going to be God willing, depending on the snowstorm. Yeah. God willing, uh, I will be at Cornerstone Church of Augusta, and I really believe God has given me something to preach this weekend. And we'll talk about some mm-hmm. of the updated things since I was there last on the technology. We definitely will. And uh, the brain science and all of that sort of stuff. But it's going to be this coming Sunday. And we're going to put the information up on the screen. And it's on Tinkling Spring Road. If you know where Fishersville is, 
very, very easy to find. All you have to do is put that address right there on the screen into your GPS, and it will take you straight there. The, ad, the web address is Cornerstone Church of Augusta, or cornerstoneaugusta.org, but it's Cornerstone Church of Augusta. If you just want to Google that. And so it's coming up this coming Sunday, 10 a.m., uh, bring the kids. They will be having Children's Church and the other ministries that Josh just spoke of. And we will, uh, regarding crew, we'll put the information in the description below. Uh, Josh, uh, my wife's name is Beth, and her middle name is Anne. So we have awesome wives uh, that have something in common. And her, we call her Beth, but her relatives, you know, that knew her when she was a kid, as, as you do in the South, you usually combine two names. And like mm-hmm. my mom combines both of my names if she's mad at me, but they call her Beth Ann too. So <laughs> it's awesome. Okay. But look, we love you, brother. And I, I, will you, you come back and do more podcasts with me? Hey, any any time that you need me, Brad, to come speak, I will definitely make time to to be here. Absolutely. Well, and that's mutual. If there's any anything I can do to to serve Cornerstone, I have in the past, and I will continue to do it in the future. So love you, and guys, please share this video, especially to pastors. Mm-hmm. And uh, hope to see you this Sunday, God willing, if we don't have snow. All right, bless you guys. We love you. We'll talk to you soon.